Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries podcast. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Volume 14, Episode 29, Normal, Motor, and Sensory Functions. Doctors of chiropractic and student initiates, welcome back. Before we get started, I think it's important to get everyone caught up and up to speed on the state of our podcast. It's been about three months since the last episode being published in November of 2022. Through the course of this time, I've received dozens of messages asking if I intended to continue the podcast. First, I want to express my gratitude to our loyal and dedicated listeners. Rest assured, this podcast will continue until we have covered all of the Green Books. So, over the last three months, my life got even more busy than it already is with more productive activities. From my personal life to my professional life, I honestly feel like I need more than 24 hours in one day. Does anyone else share this sentiment? So, moving forward, I want to continue producing more episodes on a regular schedule as before. However, instead of one to three episodes per week, as we've been doing, we will now be able to commit to one episode every other week. Who knows, if I figure out how to stretch 24 hours into more time, you may even get a bonus episode each week when available. All right, now that we're all caught up, let's dive into today's episode, shall we? The subject of normal function is the foundation upon which chiropractic was discovered and developed. This is what caused the discoverer of chiropractic, D.D. Palmer, to ask, what causes disease? It guided his understanding that the cause of disease was not external to the body, but rather to be found within, and he named this internal cause subluxation. Normal function is what caused the developer of chiropractic, B.J. Palmer, to create various systems of spinal analysis and over 200 adjusting techniques, all in effort to determine scientifically which was the most efficient at restoring normal function in the least amount of adjustments in the shortest period of time and lasting for the longest stretch of time. Normal function is defined as the cooperative service which an organ gives to the body. It accomplishes this service by being able to adapt in accordance with the law of demand and supply. In order to adapt, the organ must be able to receive an uninterrupted supply of innate mental impulses from the brain, as well as be structurally sound. Let's better understand this valuable principle with a simple explanation of normal cardiac function. The law of demand and supply states that as environmental factors change, this places a demand upon the body which needs to be supplied from within. In the case of cardiac function, 
If your external environment changed from safe to dangerous, as in being chased by a lion, the demand placed upon the heart also changes. Innately, heart rate and blood pressure are going to increase in an effort to get more blood to skeletal muscle so that you can run faster and avoid becoming dinner of the king of the jungle. Normal function is completely dependent upon two factors. One, perfect transmission. And two, perfect condition. <clears throat> perfect transmission refers to a perfect flow of innate mental impulses from brain to body. This is the intelligent energy created by innate, which animates all tissue cells to perform their design function. In computer terminology, you can liken the transmission of, in, of intelligent energy to that of computer software. It is this intangible information which causes everything to work. Perfect condition is the physical structure of a tissue cell. This can be likened to computer hardware, such as a hard disk drive, RAM cards, sound and graphics cards, etc. In order for the structure to function once it's received intelligent information, the structure must be physically sound, meaning free of damage, whether it be from physical injury, like impact blows or lacerations, or from chemical injury, as in drugs, medications, etc. As chiropractors, our primary function is to analyze the spine for subluxation and adjust in accordance with that analysis. This service to mankind is how perfect transmission is restored and maintained. Our secondary function as chiropractors is to educate our patients how to protect their investment. This, this can include such things as being neck conscious, as B.J. Palmer would say to his patients, following an upper cervical adjustment in order to avoid strenuous activity that could potentially undo an adjustment. <clears throat> we now begin our reading from volume 14, page 192. Article 246, Normal Function. Normal function is the perfect cooperative service which an organ gives to the body. It is accomplished by perfect adaptation, variations according to the law of demand and supply. It is dependent upon perfect transmission and perfect condition. An organ may act and does act under, quote, stimuli, unquote. But stimuli are not mental impulses, and the action they cause is not function, for function is cooperation. While perfection is hard to obtain, yet perfect normality is no less than that standard, and it is that ideal which we desire everything to approach. No function can be normal if it never varies for circumstances and demands vary. <clears throat> Hence, normal function is never constant, but shows that adaptation 
is the law of variation. Function, in order to be normal, must always meet the ever-changing demands of bodily requirements. The demands of bodily requirements cannot be met by any organ if it fails to receive the urge and failing this innate control, the never-ceasing vibration of its parts, for it will vibrate, <clears throat> will drive it to action not pleasing to innate. Besides this, the organ must have perfect structure, condition, in order to obey a mental impulse. By lack of perfect structure, innate may be hindered. Article 247, Motor Function, Primary Function. Motor function is the production of mechanical motion as a coordinative service to the body, as a whole, or for any of its parts. All living cells have motion. This is not primary function, necessarily, but their individualistic motion. Motor function is the action of definite cells, especially constructed for the production of mechanical motion. The most common tissue used by innate for motor function is muscle cells. Other tissues which have motor functions are ciliated epithelium, erectile tissue, etc. The body and parts of the body require mechanical movement from one place to another. This is accomplished by organs made of muscle tissue. <clears throat> Each muscle cell, like other cells, has a protoplasm that is constantly moving. By coordinated control, whole phalanxes of such cells are compelled to shift their protoplasm at the same time and a sum total of movement is obtained in the same direction. No other example of coordinated movement is better than this one. All the cells of a, of a muscle pull together at the same time and relax at the same time, or oppose each other at the right movement moment. The cell being an elongated string-like cell has the power to shift its protoplasm to make it longer, and again shift it to make its length shorter having natural elasticity and alertness of protoplasm, tonicity. It is capable of using the heat and chemical agencies of universal energies. It has its individualistic movements as its sign of life, but any part of a very highly organized unit, like the body, <clears throat> cannot be entirely individualistic, for it must fulfill its office and entirely independent movements would be out of order. It is easy to see why there must be management or functional control from the center to make all parts work together. Article 248, Calorific Function, Primary Function. Calorific function is the production of heat for maintenance of normal bodily temperature. The production of heat for use in the body is a coordinative service to the body. All active cells produce heat by a byproduct of their actions, but that is not necessarily primary function, 
as a great deal of the time it is necessary to dispose of byproduct heat by thermolysis. The tissues most concerned in the production of heat as direct calorific function are glandular, especially the liver, which not only acts as the furnace room of the body, but also stores its fuel to be doled out to the rest of the body for local oxidation. However, any other tissues used by innate to produce heat for bodily use, whether momentarily or constantly, locally or generally, may be said to assist in calorific function. Article 249, Thermogenesis. <clears throat> Thermogenesis is the generation of heat, whether considered as primary function or not. It may be the produc production of heat by calorific organs or the production of heat as a byproduct. If made by calorific organs coordinately, it is a calorific function. If byproduct heat is saved and made use of by innate coordinately, it is then also classified as calorific function. A good example of the latter is shown by the following. A person who is out in very cold weather upon becoming chilled because the loss of body heat is great and the calorific organs are not able to keep up the supply, has an innate desire to exercise. He stamps his feet, runs, or otherwise uses his muscles, therefore deputizing the muscles as calorific organs to warm up the body by oxidizing carbons. <clears throat> Article 250, Sensory Function, Primary Function. Sensory function is the service which certain cells and organs give to the body by reporting environmental conditions and, in some cases, information concerning the actions of other cells of the body. This function is a protective service for the whole body. It is the innate method of obtaining information of possible dangers or benefits existing in the external. It also, as muscular sense, is the fundamental of skill, art, dexterity, and the like. And in other instances, we are able to know educationally about involuntary functions going on in the body. Sensory function is the action of definite tissue cells, namely nerve tissue. Since sensory function is a conscious function, the educated brain may be said to have sensory function. All cells have general sense, the ability to report to innate concerning themselves and things which concern them. These special sense organs, which are tissue cells themselves, must also report to innate concerning themselves. The report to innate concerning the condition of cells engaged in sensory function is general sense. If a cell's ability, nerve tissue of course, to send impressions to innate becomes so specialized that it takes, out of the that it, takes it out of the general class, that cell may be said to have sensory function and to be a special sense organ. 
Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries Podcast. 